Support for this week's episode of Kiss and Tell Radio is brought to you by the luxurious Mayfair Hotel. The Mayfair's nostalgic authenticity merges with the contemporary edge to create an experience that is as casually sophisticated as it is thoughtfully provocative. Book your room today and tell them Kiss and Tell Radio sent you. Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Well, you only have half an hour. You know that, right? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I say, you got somewhere to be. I'm like, that's funny. Lies. <laughs> no lies. Of course. <laughs> What's going on? Cool. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, of, course. of course. So everybody, welcome to the show. Another week of Kids and Tour Radio. How y'all doing? Yes, it is Friday, October mm-hmm. the 25th. Ooh, um, it's about to be Halloween. I was just about to ask. Well, you know what? Let me introduce our guest first. Yes, yes. And then for sure, because that's part of what you see what's on my list is Halloween. We love a list. <laughs> so this week we have the one and the only Jocelyn Gonzalez. Jocelyn's rise to fame as a leading top model is more than her natural beauty and talent. It is particularly marked by her passion and determination. Born and raised in Chicago, this all American Latina of Puerto Rican descent harbored aspirations of modeling even as a preteen. Taking her cues from Giselle Bunchen, Leah Kabidi, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, mm-hmm. and Tyra Banks, the ever rising star has studied and embraced the journey to become a supermodel. Jasleen, um, her determination led her to audition for America's next top model, Cycle 7. However, she only made it to the semifinals. She then returned and tried out for Cycle 8 and was announced the winner in 2007. Come on, come back. In September 2009, Jasleen transcended the modeling industries of North America and embarked on an international tour of Malaysia, Thailand, Honduras, and India. While overseas, she had the honor of walking the runway for the king and queen of Malaysia in the heralded Islamic Fashion Week. She also amassed numerous print covers and editorials, including Faces, EH, Marie Claire, Elle Magazine, and Vogue India. After returning to the States in 2012, she immediately signed with Ford in Miami as a top model on both their modeling and on-air talent boards. Jasmine currently resides here in Los Angeles and is repped by DDO Artists Agency. As Jasmine redefines the essence of the supermodel, she remains hungry and continued for success and being true to herself. She looks forward to perfecting her craft as a model and on-camera personality, but also to extending her reach beyond magazine covers and runway lights. A confident businesswoman, Jasmine realizes the power of giving back as she molds herself into an entrepreneur. She works tirelessly on causes that revolve around empowering young women and against domestic violence, fostering self-love, and building inner confidence. Please welcome to Kiss and Tell Radio, the one and only Jasmine Gonzalez. You've been booked and busy. Yes, she has been. <laughs> yes. For years. So really yeah. quickly, I, I I should say I reconnected uh, with Jasmine last year at Ryan Side's house. He had a, a, a Halloween, a pseudo, oh, yes. like a pseudo Halloween party mm-hmm. that happened randomly in November. And when she walked in, I was like, oh, I know she's not going to remember me. <laughs> because we Wait, when was the first time? The first time that we met, 
there was a show. It's now canceled. Uh, they've rebranded it to like the Jam or something like that. But it was titled "You and Me This Morning," hosted by Melissa Foreman mm. and Gene Sparrow, who are Chicago legends. Yeah. It airs on Channel Ten, which is WCIU, the U in Chicago. Yes. And Jasmine was an interview subject one day, and I think you you brought your brother with you. I can't remember. You brought some tall Puerto Rican ma- man with you. <laughs> really? Yes. I, I was there quite a few times. Okay. A few okay. Let me there, tell yeah. you, she remembers everything, <laughs> like see. in details. Like you were wearing a periwinkle shirt, <laughs> tucked in. Oh, right. Well, because <laughs> I actually remember us sitting on the couch. Yes, together. we sat on the couch. This yeah. is back in my blonde fade days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Was we, it long or short? It was short. It was short. It was yeah. short, and we, because um, I, I got a picture with Jasmine. I'm gonna have to pull that up before you leave because I'm sure it's somewhere i'll post it maybe i'll post it maybe i won't yeah it's it's (laughs) somewhere deep in the depths of that so uh yeah it was just nice to see her when she walked into ryan's house i was like oh oh Mm -hmm. and then that is when i initially asked her about kiss and tell and here we are about a year later so welcome to the show thank you Shar. (laughs) thank you for having me so nice to be here with you again yes yes you're from chicago right yeah well well a chicagoland area right so i say chicago because i'm from the burbs but i'm right off like i literally grew up on halstead and i can see the sears tower from my house oh yeah so yeah i'm are you the burbs too no, or are you in the city? No, she's I was born and raised in Humble Park, honey. Mm. Right next to Wicker <laughs> Park. We are a predominantly Puerto Rican community. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. There's like metal Puerto Rican flags that are actually grounded in that oh neighborhood. God. Like really? you can't take those flags or the people out. I know that's <laughs> right. Come on, culture. <laughs> I know that's right. There's people running with their shoulders while people are getting shot too. It's, oh. It's, 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 they're it's trying Chicago. to gentrify it. Yeah. They're trying to gentrify it. Well, um, yeah, that Wicker Park area, was, they're coming They're coming for that. Exactly. They are coming so for you that. Know, yeah, we're they are building up all those restaurants <laughs> and nice little focus spaces yoga and studios yeah. oh, and, oh. Yeah, juiceries. and do it and do it you know what because mm. chicago is an amazing city so i've never is. been yeah oh, i keep love it. that's oh. what i keep telling him you but he to has go. to go I'm trash, i want sorry. him to experience yeah, you need to go. i want him to experience summertime shy i yeah, need him to that's experience the best time. that i hear it's too hot though wait where are you from i'm from here I'm a California boy, Did born you just and raised. Too hot. <laughs> oh no, but no, but the humidity. <laughs> now, he just say, <laughs> now, Jasmine. There's a different type of heat, tell though. You I was like, <laughs> I, I'm from Chicago. Uh-huh. We have nothing but cold weather there, oh, and really? we only have about three months of summer. So someone lied to so me. So the summer mm. is, uh, yeah, it could be humid, but it's not. It like can be it, w- desert heat. Yeah, like yeah, California. See, I'm used to that because like desert heat to me is just like it's dry. But I feel like when you go to humidity, it's like ten times hotter than what it actually is. It really is you because I was just in yeah. Sh- I was just I in Chicago that. last month for a week, and baby, I went downtown to revisit some old stomping grounds and have lunch with my friend Nina. And when we were done with lunch, I was walking. I, I like walked to State Street to the Chicago Theater and ABC Seven because you know you can see the like live newscast or whatever. Yes. And I was ready to peel my clothes up mm-hmm. off me. See, I used to live in New York. And, <laughs> and I, I love it when it gets that hot, though. <laughs> I love when it gets that hot. I like it on, I like it's it so on cold. the West Coast. Because it's so take your clothes cold. Off. But that's why <laughs> Chicago's amazing. Everybody comes out. Everybody wants to show skin. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be here. Because they've been cooped up for so long in the winter. Exactly. There's free festivals. There's yeah, uh, The food is it. amazing. The experiences mm-hmm. that they're creating now for, like, in the restaurants, outdoors. It's like, there's so Restaurant much to do. week. Beatniks just open. Um, I, I'm not their ambassador but it's one of my favorite restaurants mm-hmm. um in chicago they have one on chicago avenue and um Calib- 
Ashland, and then now they have Beatniks on the River. Okay. So it's on the River Walk. Oh. Oh, it's a beautiful. I love place. the River Walk. Yeah. So like, is that a view? It's yeah. a view oh, yes. and over the Chicago River, and yeah. you can see the good architecture and stuff. Yes. You know, we have a skyline like no other. We actually mm. have an architectural architectural tour. tour. Yes, yeah. on the Chicago River. On the river. Yes, we so, took that as a family find find It's a scene. Let me, it's a scene. Okay, I'm gonna book yeah. my ticket. But you know what? Every river walk is nice. Speaking of humidity, because uh, our guest f- over the past two weeks, because we did a two-parter, uh, she is a New Orleans native, and New Orleans has such a pretty river walk as well that that overlooks the Mississippi River, um, and it's also very humid I there. Was gonna so you want to talk about humidity, honey? Mm, I've been there before. I've never felt humidity like that in my life. The deep south, so, as I always say. There is so, something in that wind, that air. So that water. For, the first, that water. for the first time, one of the first times in my adult black-ass life, I have no plans for Halloween this year. What? I, I canceled it ahead of time. Cancel Halloween. Why? I did cancel Halloween. I canceled anyways. Halloween at the top of the month because um, <laughs> I, just, I got a lot going on. That's that's the the best way for me to put it. And I was like, this year, I also I'm not in the spirit. And I thought that as Halloween approached, I would get in the spirit. But we are less than what ten days away at this point, and I still don't feel there's nothing in me that wants to go out and get. But you say that every year, and the next thing you know, I'm on Instagram, and you're dressed as Leah Obama <laughs> at some house party. I'm not no, going to do it again I've this year. No, but I said that. And I ran to you at the train station. I've you're dressed like Beyonce that. with tears down your eyes. Listen, <laughs> I have said that, but I have also done something. Like, I'm, I'm dead-ass serious this year, because I've also not been this close to the finish line and not even brainstormed anything. Like when, I, when I tell you I haven't even thought of anything, <laughs> I haven't thought of anything because I'm not participating this year. Do you all have plans? Um, so this is my second year doing Halloween in California. And last year was pretty fun, but I only went out to like Tao. Mm. This year, I, I hear WeHo is the spot. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. I won't go. Don't do it. Why? So first of all, really quickly, uh, the one Ooh. year that I went to WeHo. Okay. Um, the streets, like the costumes are so bomb. Like people okay. really bomb. go all really? out. Okay. There are photojournalists out there taking your picture without permission. And then you're in the LA Times the next day. Like, oh, wow. So it's a I'm lot of that. Permission. But those <laughs> those bars, like there's nowhere, for one, there's nowhere to take a break. Come drunk. Even then, there's nowhere to take a break. And every bar and every club or whatever that normally wouldn't have a cover has a cover, and it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, $26 to get in. And it's like, bitch, what? Ubers are like $500. First of all, the Uber, that's what I was getting to. When we left, because we had taken the train, um, the red line train to Studio City, like Universal, and then Uber to West Hollywood, um, to get back, baby. For one, no cars were available. We had to walk to a gas station because there's no pickup point and, the, and they have the streets blocked off. So you have to walk somewhere. I'm trying to think, was I, I don't think I was in sensible shoes because that would have thrown off my costume. I might have been in heels, which would was, which is idiotic. But at the time I had better feet. But um, yeah, we go to this gas station. We Everybody's calling a car. Literally Uber is telling us, I don't know if you've ever experienced when Uber says there's no cars available. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And at this time, you know, the, the alcohol's warm. Off. It's I like mean, this whole four situation in- sounds like I've been right. You're coming before. down. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's very parade-like, very concert-like. Yes. It's like it's like two a.m. Ooh, the Beyonce concert. So horrible. we get yeah. it, we get an <laughs> Uber XL. Oh it's yes. Well, that you know, it's not Bone really dead. Beyonce. That's the oh, damn no. Rose Bowl. Ugh. The Rose Bowl is just trash. <laughs> That's that whole 
experience. When when the Rose Bowl throws any type of event, it's yeah. trash. You have to bust to get there. You have to bust to get back. Like they need to update that stuff so bad. But nevertheless, we got an Uber, and like Jay said, it was about seventy dollars a head. That's what it felt like. I'm exaggerating, but it was so expensive. It was maybe like eight of us, and we had to. Pay, we paid our Uber driver extra in cash because the car, of course, was like a six-seater. We were like, please, we can't. Oh ain't no God. cars available. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. we, it was Survival just. Survival mode here. It was, it was crazy. It, crazy. it was a wild night. It was a wild night. So, Go have fun. Ah, she's <laughs> setting me up, Jen. No. Take your chances. I mean, Do you have a costume yet? I don't have a costume. Okay. Um, and last year I was a mummy. Ooh. Oh, uh, so yeah. they can't see you. I, I just like whipped up some fabric that I had in the house mm-hmm. and I had this dress that I, I, I like to repurpose things. Yeah. Um, so I was, it's funny because it was a skirt, but I somehow like used the skirt as a top and a bottom. I oh. like because it, it had like a, a ruffle. So it had like a how very it, it had like two, of you. yeah mm-hmm. very very much <laughs> like that. I got, well I like that's what I like Halloween yeah. for it's like I kind of want to just create something versus go buy a costume. Mm-hmm. I mean if I if I do like a costume that I see I'll buy it but um usually that I feel like it's just a time for me to get creative I haven't really thought of anything um mm, like you sure I haven't y'all really be last minute per usual it's okay no but see well, Ch- I have decided if we ho yeah you know like and it's Jocelyn just has a full intention on participating this year I do not <laughs> now moving on heard it all before what about me I thought you already said what you were doing. No, I didn't. What oh, did go I, ahead. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> I just figured we had been chatting. Go ahead. No, that was... Oh, uh, no. So, I have two parties on Saturday. Um, I'm not going to tell you my costume yet. You'll see it on Instagram. And then I on the actual Halloween day, I'm going to go to another party. So, I have three costumes this year. Oh, oh what are you going to yeah. be? What, the I'm Kardashian Jenner jumped out. I can't tell out. you. Oh. It's a surprise. No, one not even one? Uh, one I mean, we're not okay, okay. See you, one honey. of them, okay. <laughs> one of them is a UPS man. Really? Mm-hmm. What kind of package are you carrying? Mm, you don't know. Guess you have to find <laughs> out. <laughs> 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 one of them is a UPS man. And I have two, another one, and then I have a couple's costume. So okay, cute, cute. Oh, cute. well, I, are I we feel making like debuts? So um, maybe <laughs> you've graduated into like house parties. Is oh, that yeah. the thing to do here in California? I like for house Halloween? parties. Okay. Like I've done, like I was house parties, club scene. Now I'm back to house parties. Like okay. give me a good I kickback. Yeah. Give me like I'm very ki- like what we did at Ryan's house. Yes. That yes. is my scene. Yeah. AC's going. Small but bi- like that is my scene. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, don't I know feel like I- that is the thing here in LA. Um, yeah. I don't I'm, know if adulthood brought that out of me or Los Angeles culture brought that out of me because I got ti- I literally got tired of running the the circuit in that it felt like a hamster wheel. I know what music to expect. I know what faces to see. I gotta stand around. Where are my spanks or my skims? Um, gotta put on this <laughs> heel. You know, um, there are like two things that I'm gonna get from skims. She had a sale on her birthday. I know, but you know Kim Kardashian's new um shapewear it was kimono. <laughs> shapewear line. Do you see my shape? <laughs> you, do I Sickening. Look, do you mm-hmm. look like I need? I, I don't even look that way because, honey, I would disappear if I look. Same, <laughs> same. Honey, no. Just rub it in. I'm Give just thinking about you know. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> give me two tacos uh-huh. or something. And give me a rice cake. And horchata. <laughs> so moving on. Um, on Thursday, really quickly, I went to go see uh, Wendy Williams get her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. If you all have not checked out that video, it's yes. a Available on my YouTube. 
it was hot. Oh my gosh, it was hot, but it was fun. I did not go see her. She hosted, she did club night Thursday night and was also at a strip club. And then on Friday night, she hosted the gay club Blow that's across the street from the Abbey. I didn't go to that because on Saturday morning, I had Models of Pride. Oh, also shout out to Dr. John Paul and Instagram because Thursday night they had a dinner party in West Hollywood. It was phenomenal. Like it was just bomb. The food was great. The the drinks were great. The conversation was great. The company was great. Everything's great. Saturday, uh, I forgot to shout out at the beginning of the show. Shout out to anybody who's new, a new subscriber because there were quite a few people who were subscribing to Kiss and Tell. I was at Models of Pride at mm. LA City College, mm. which Whoa. exactly. So I get up, I get up that morning. I knew you were going to say that. Hold on. I get up that morning and Ryan, um, a different Ryan, is like, Char, I'm on my way. And I'm like, okay, see you at USC. And he's like, isn't it LA City College? So the thing is, when they initially planned it, I think it was at USC, but w- neither one of us, you or me, Jace, oh, really wow. read that email. And I was about to Uber to USC. So I'm glad that, shout out to Ryan Mitchell. So what happened is Jace called me Friday morning and there were no flights that he was going to be able I was to in New catch. York. Because Jace was supposed to, we were supposed to co-host a seminar. Yeah. So Models of Pride, it's like a, the biggest youth LGBT conference in the nation. And they have it every single year. And we we did it four years ago. Yes, 2015. And so this was our comeback this year, and I got stuck in New York and cannot make it. we worked for five hours on a presentation the weekend before, and Jace couldn't make it. But Ryan Mitchell, the Slay God, stepped in, and we just had a great time. We had, we had a great time. Um, and so, yeah, after that, I went to TT's house for 12 hours, and that was that. I also house really parties. really quickly, my, <laughs> my final point is I have to shout out the Here to Slay podcast hosted by literary icon Roxanne Gay and Tressie McMillan Cottom. I was featured on this week's episode, which is episode 23 or 24, um, and I was their entertainment journalisting entertainment commentating no (laughs) i'm bsing but i gave them my top four uh tv shows of the fall season that i think everyone should check out um including david makes man how to get away with murder the final season in particular um what other show oh the politician which is on netflix and then raising dion so that was really fun it was an honor i was in conversation with roxanne the gay so Mm -hmm. that was my weekend iconic i don't want to talk about my weekend um i was on the east coast dealing with some family stuff Surrounded by chilling. Oof. Surrounded oof. by cheering. And I sent, I sent out a tweet talking about I want adult attention. People took that out of context. I'm I mean, it's adult. coming from you. I, I know, but I know I can have a mouth on me. But I was talking about, I was with my cousin. You see my nails are painted? Um, my cousin's oh, nine cute. years old. Yeah, she did it at first. It was horrible. So I went and got the same nail polish and got it professionally done. Um, at a little nail shop. You're so sweet. They changed color though. I was really no, actually I kind don't. of obsessed. Yeah, if, if, when they're cold, they turn blue. Ooh, so right that's now I'm cool. Hot. Yeah, so I'm kind of obsessed. But yeah, my trip was um, family. She's going to remember that forever. I hope she does because she's <laughs> Oh, I spoiled. love memories like that. How okay. old is she? She's nine. Oh, yeah, she for sure remembers painting Uncle Jay's nails. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, we'll like, see. Like, you're the coolest and uncle And then me re- re- getting them redone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you need to tell her that too, though, when she gets older. Like, do you remember? Oh, like, you just painted all this. It was, all, it was like dripping down my fingers. I was oh, like, oh, no, we can't do this. I can't be in public <laughs> looking like this. But I will get a nice professional. It's my freshly, my first manicure and pedicure I've ever gotten. I think it's cute. Professionally? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't be going to the shop. I mean, that's I'm pretty butch. bold. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> butch, and he's got his nails done white. White, with a, a white line on my middle finger. Black. Black, Black line. Black, excuse me. <laughs> you know, all the, 
colors <laughs> on my fingers. But yeah, how was your week? Was um, good. I, I was just thinking, well, what was I doing? I've been doing a lot of DIY DIY projects. I was about at to home. say oh. DIY. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to no. uh, Steve Harvey's daughter. Uh, this weekend in particular, so I just bought a new bed, and oh. um, so I've been remodeling my room and my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. <sighs> So just the bed frame or the, like the mattress as well? The whole thing? Uh, the whole thing. The whole bed. Isn't uh, it like a crisp experience? Like uh, it, can, you, can I tell you something? Can I secretly tell no, you guys something? Please, right. Mm-hmm. I secretly bought, though. I bought everything on Amazon. It's so good. Every. Do you have oh, Amazon wait, Prime? Amazon. I stand yes. Amazon. Uh-huh. I could yeah. not believe I went digitally shopping. <laughs> Because I've never done that. Hello. Oh, well, up. I mean, my phone mattress, my uh-huh, headboard, mm-hmm. everything came from Amazon. I was really, really excited about that. Um, again, I'm, I'm very new here, and I just finally settled in. I finally, like, I don't know, I've just been going through, like, a change of, like, you know, it's fall. It's just, like, I need to really feel like this is home. I think it. it mm-hmm. I literally literally just felt that. Yeah. Did you, like, a pumpkin spice candle? Like Honey that candles bitch. are on. Right. Like, I went to Ross, mm-hmm. Marshalls, everything. Every yes. calls everywhere home just to goods. home goods, you know, just shopping mm-hmm. for myself. A little self care. I've been getting a lot of. Um, I got a haircut this weekend. Oh, uh, for, you know, complimentary this, complimentary facials. We love free. So there's a lot of self care happening, a lot of change, and a lot of uh, things that I'm doing for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really good for me to do right now. Good. I mean, mm-hmm. by that by, you've been booked and busy running all over the world. So <laughs> you deserve. Get yeah. your facials and your um, your pedicures and manicures. So are we yeah. ready for the bulletin board? Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So the first topic that I want to talk about on the bulletin board is, I don't know if you all saw um, <laughs> Charlemagne the God, who is a... One one third of the Breakfast Club, which is a New York based uh, radio show, on one oh I think it's one oh five point one power one oh five point one. Anyway, <laughs> he sat down with Gucci Mane, the rapper, um, on his YouTube channel, on Charlemagne's YouTube channel, and within the interview, Gucci Mane attacked both Angela Yee, who's one of Charlemagne's co-hosts, and DJ Envy. Here's a little snippet of what Gucci had to say. Gucci and DJ. Pussy too. Envy did it too? Envy's pussy, man. Pussy. You scared it. Wasn't even scared to come. You know he's scared. Where he at? I didn't know he was supposed to be here. He wasn't going to come. He wasn't going to come because the day they did that people squirt thing and you wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He was there. Him and uh the girl whatever. So he ain't had the nuts to come after he did that. I knew. I so that's one. He called DJ Envy a, a pussy ass bitch. And this is some of what he had to say about Angela Yee. I never brought it up. Don't never try to act like you didn't do it. You did. You did. She said you, she feel like you disrespected her. She disrespected herself. She disrespected herself. That's what she did. She just made a big deal out of something. Went in a big deal. She disrespected herself. Now she embarrassed. And now whoever her dude is, he like, damn, you been a freak like that? You tell the dude you want him to hit the bottom of that motherfucker? Deep. <laughs> you want me to hit the bottom of that motherfucker? I hope when me hit the bottom of that motherfucker, ain't it? I would say that shit deep. Uh, they about to be mad at 12 me. 12 foot motherfucker, ain't it, man? <laughs> they about to be mad at me. Bottomless pit, man. man God, like so, <laughs> what I want to discuss, because there was a lot of discourse uh, online about this. So, a lot of people, some people were arguing that these were, these are just his co-workers and yada, yada, yada. And they're not friends. And then other people are like, you have a brand to protect. 
Do you all think that Charlemagne should have stepped in and reprimanded Gucci Mane for railing, literally railing against his his colleagues like that on air? <laughs> Charlemagne. So Char- he's a host. So it would be like if all three of us had a show, okay. and I interviewed someone, and they I interviewed a guy, and he said he alleges that you were begging him for sex, and you wanted him to knock the bottom out of it, and he calls Jason a, a, a pussy ass nigga, bitch or something like that. Or would bitch. would I be at fault for not? Uh, stepping in and saying, "Excuse me." Would you me. protect your coworkers yeah. if someone came on your personal show and started talking? Came onto shit. your platform and was talking mess. Oh well, you first want to hear both sides of the story, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I think I would res- uh, try and. Um, I I don't know. I just think I would listen to both stories first, and mm. I don't see what. They have a what? history because yeah, Gucci so has more history. Gucci sounds hasn't. like it. Well, yes, because Gucci has not been on the show in years ever since he called out Angela Yee um, about her alleging uh, allegedly wanting to sleep with him. And so and like that's said, why he hasn't been back. Well, or? yeah, al- allegedly he's banned. We don't know for sure. OK, but uh, the fact remains that one third of this entity interviewed him and allowed him to rail against his co-host. Because Charlemagne had to go to work the next day and, and face these people. So how would yeah, you feel? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a way, regardless of, like, how you feel about the situation, there's – I don't know if that was part of the question that was asked to Gucci Mane or if Gucci Mane is just bringing it up. Mm. But I feel like there's a way to dissolve that without it escalating. Because it sounded like he said something and then it just kept going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, all right, all right, cool. No, 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 yeah. no, no. We're, we're going – okay, you can feel however you want to feel, but we're going to get back to the topic. I think there's, like, a way to have a conversation and, like, kind of guide it back on track. And that's with anything. That goes to, like, if someone starts talking about crazy or just something that's not part of the topic. Mm-hmm. And so this interview sounds like that's – unfortunately, when things like that happen, that's always the takeaway. Because I actually saw the headline. I didn't do my research to feel like – to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's uh, – regardless of how Charlemagne feels about his coworkers or his friends or whatever they have may be, they're in a space where there's an interview happening and there's a way to guide the conversation back to the interview. And he yes. did not do that. Yes. And I think he's skilled enough to know my take, my take on this is that I feel like you should always be a united front. That's just where I stand. Um, I would never sit in an interview and allow someone to dog Jace out, for example. Um, and when I, even when I was on Twitter weighing in on this, I've never seen like ensemble shows allow something like this to happen. Like I can't imagine Whoopi Goldberg letting someone dog Megan McCain out on record like that. If right. she were in conversation or even like the ladies of the real or something like that. So, um, oh. although I see, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the real guy history. <laughs> so although I see Jasleen's point, for example, as far so, as like wanting to see like both sides, I think there's a time and a place for that both side yeah. conversation. And while the lights and the cameras and the action is on, I don't think that that's appropriate. So I think I would have said something. What happens if Gucci man starts feeling like he's being attacked by the actual panel now? And like not welcomed into well, that allegedly that is how he's feeling, and so that's why there's a one-on-one interview with one person. Okay. Um, but I think with as far as like the attacking goes, it all it all depends on how you go about it because people don't instantly feel attacked. It 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 it, it matters with approach, with verbiage, with tone, with intent. Um, that I think that there's a way that Charlemagne could have gotten but up out of that. But what's the truth? Can we just know? Can we, we get down to the bottom of it? So what's the truth? I'm just like, <laughs> what, what, what is she? 
did, did that happen? Right. And what? he's saying no, but she's saying yeah. Was she there to defend herself? No, she yeah, wasn't. And that's what I'm and, and, no, okay. she was. so, my point, too. Did they do that intentionally? Mm-hmm. Why can't they yeah. set up an interview where she's there and he's right. like, and really give me Yikes. a headline. You know yep. what I mean? Give me a show. Because mm-hmm. until then, it's just he says, she says, and honestly, it's not my thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. Even when he was talking, I, I was like, I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> Can you rewind that? What is, he, what is he talking about? He is from the deep, deep south. Oh my south. God, honey. <laughs> she's hood, but I'm not that hood. <laughs> so um, moving on, Van Lathan, did you hear about his abrupt firing from TMZ? I saw him tweet I something, I'm okay, this. guys. Yeah, so <laughs> when he tweeted, I'm okay, guys, like, guys, I'm really okay, I Googled his name instantly, and Page Six is reporting that um, he got into an on-air spat with one of his coworkers who has had a history of, I, I don't know who this guy is, but he's had a history of kind of gaslighting and nitpicking, and Van approached him and was like, basically, his name, okay, so the guy's name is Michael Babcock, who works for TMZ. And allegedly, this is according to page six, Van confronted Babcock in the newsroom after the segment wrapped and told him there would be trouble if he, quote, ever embarrassed him like that again. Insiders say Lathan met with the site's attorneys and he was suspended. He was dismissed a few days later. Um, I don't know how to feel about this just yet, because why wasn't Michael Babcock fired? I, like, I feel like there's more details to come from this, and I don't know if I'm partially biased because Van had me on his show earlier this year, um, and I really enjoyed Van, but I also know the inner workings of the politics of TMZ, and that's all I'll say. And he's also a black man on a very, say, very, is, like, That is all show. I will say. So, is he the one, like, in the cubicles? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, one who, one. he's the one who went viral when he corrected Kanye. Remember when Kanye oh, okay, said yeah, slavery yeah, yeah, was a choice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Van yeah. had his viral moment with that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of on. I was a little so shocked. he just got fired? Yes. Somebody's abru- getting fired. Abruptly. And yeah. I'm wondering why the other co-host <clears throat> hasn't been fired. So I'm, I'm guessing <clears throat> that I have to, I guess more is going to come from this. I mean, he's been with Team Z for how long? I Years. Mean, there, yeah, I mean, kind of use it as an opportunity to build your own brand. I think that Kanye West kind of catapulted his career into like another level where people like recognize him solely for you know, his voice and he has his own podcast now. So oh, I mean, maybe this thing. is he's God just forcing him to do his own thing. <laughs> you right? never know because like there are people like uh, Nina Parker, who's uh, taking over E right now. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to her. She got her start on E! New, I mean on TMZ, but she left willfully. I don't believe she was let go. She left uh, because TMZ has its, like every workplace, it's, it has its issues, but it's something particular when it comes to people of color, from what I've heard. I mean, look. Oh, we're talking about racism. Yeah. Let's, we're well, talking about a whole bunch of systemic <laughs> stuff. Zoom, mean, zoom out and really look at TMZ. I think that our folks always support our folks. I mean, look at Jordan Woods after Kylie Jenner, that whole debacle. Like, people always or will support Jordan Woods just because, Will like, they? Are they buying her clothes and her eyelashes? Or are they just <laughs> cheering her on and in, on I Instagram because they don't like the Kardashians? But exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, people will root for her just because they're no, anti-Kardashian. I'd rather you root for me authentically. Don't root for me based off the hatred of someone at, else. At the, at the very <laughs> base, they will support him. Well, yeah. Van, I think Van has a, a, a voice that is... Needed. Mm-hmm. Well, not only I th- not only needed, but but valued in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. So people will definitely um, get to Van. Moving on really quickly, uh, Aretha Franklin. So her biopic or biopic, however you want to pronounce it, it's moving on 
full biopic you say Mm -hmm. biopic Mm -hmm. it's moving on full steam ahead they are in pre-production right now production is scheduled to begin next friday which is november 1st and the film will be released on in theaters august 14th of next year oh theaters Oh, yes. Oh. You thought Aretha was going to Lifetime. I mean, you thought, <laughs> hold biopics. On. Hold on. Stop the press. This is a motion picture. You thought the Queen of Soul was going to be mean, on Lifetime. I mean, whenever I, I hear you biopic, I think <laughs> Lifetime. Okay, well, there are, tons TLC. Of, there are tons of biopics that are in theaters. You are aware of that, right? There's yeah. a Judy Garland one in theaters right now starring there Renee is? Zellweger. Yes, and it's oh. getting critical Oscar buzz and acclaim. Okay. Right now oh. starring Renee oh. Zellweger. What's love got to do with it? in theaters what else selena was in theaters yeah but okay yeah i think this the term biopic just automatically makes me think you think tv one right Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a two-part you know one wednesday the next Wednesday. and in fairness what i will give you is they did do uh uh and whitney's were on lifetime Mm mm-hmm but Aretha's the queen of soul. So, uh, <laughs> of course, we know that in life, Aretha was so funny. In life, we know that Aretha wanted Halle Berry to play her. But that is not going to happen. Oh, she, she um, Halle? <laughs> yes, that is not going to happen. A more appropriate choice of Jennifer Hudson will be playing Aretha Ooh, yes, Franklin, which makes sense. Love. Yes. Um, and so joining the cast, I'm really excited about this. Forrest Whitaker, Marlon Wayans, nice. um, Audra McDonald, Mary J. Blige, oh, Mark wow. Marmon, Titus Burgess. Oh. Um, and that's just to name a few. So I'm excited about this, like I said, in theaters during peak Leo season of August 14th, 2020. Okay. So... Uh, I'm loving Mary J's crossover. Yeah, she's wow, do, she's, she's killing it. it. Yeah. She's killing it. Mm. Did did anyone get around to seeing Lisa Ray's Uncensored by the way on TV One? No. Um, I saw a clip of where she talking about Stacey Dash. Stacey Dash, and she talks about a betrayal with Dwayne Martin. Yes, I heard which about that too. Which has kind of made me. This is just a little side note. It kind of made me a little paranoid. I had I <laughs> never I never feel paranoid or insecure, but I had a moment of paranoia and insecurity on Monday because, and I think it is a direct result of me consuming too many stories that have to deal with inner, inner circle betrayal because I was watching 911 on Fox and that was a storyline. And then Lisa Ray, like it's just been this pile up of, I had like a brief moment where I was like, do I trust anyone that I'm around? <laughs> I mean, I fully do. Cause no one's given me a, a reason not to. Well, and who I betrayed think that Lisa? I have, well, in short, Lisa Ray uh, starred on All of Us on UPN mm-hmm. with Dwayne Martin. And, you know, that was a show that was loosely based off of Will and Jada and Sheree Fletcher. Um, oh. And, yeah, it was based off of their that. story because mm-hmm. they were executive producers. But uh, what happened was that show lasted for, I believe, seven seasons. And Lisa Ray and Dwayne were really, really good friends. Lisa ends up meeting the prime minister of Turks and Caicos. And they become husband and wife. wife. They get married. Mm -hmm. And then Dwayne, as Lisa puts it, stole her husband from her. Now, you got to be careful with your language because you know the rumors that followed Dwayne Martin. Um, But she said that they became really good friends and Dwayne started introducing her husband to other women. Now, it's been on record to say that the prime minister allegedly cheated on Lisa Ray with the likes of Nicole Murphy. Surprise, Mm. surprise. (laughs) Roxy Diaz of 106 in Park and... And my childhood hero. <laughs> and you really ready to gag? Oh, that's so funny. 
Omarosa. So, uh, yes, this is all oh being, my God. This what is a all being alleged. So that's that level of betrayal. That would be like <laughs> if you introduced me to someone, Jace, that you were dating and I became really good friends with them and started taking them out to trunks and introducing them to other people. Mm-mm. Like that level no, of betrayal. Ma'am. Seven years in of kiss and tell. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. He's, so it's just been a whole bunch of, of, just... of craziness. Yeah, that's kind of conniving. Trash. Very. It's messy. It's um. It's not healthy. I don't think. Uh, They're not I, your coworker. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, she no, said she, said kind of she went as far as to say that was her brother once oh, upon a no. time. Like seven years of working with someone yeah. side by side, I would mm. imagine that that would become like a, a brother to you. Um, and my final story, by the way, Nicki Minaj is married. I'm not spending <laughs> time on that because she married that man, if you know what I mean. Um, also, well, congrats to them. I mean, whatever. Um, Todrick Hall, have you all been keeping up with this Todrick Hall drama? A little bit. I don't know who that is. (laughs) You don't need to. Okay, good. Girl, Todrick. Okay, well, since Jessalyn, for the sake of time, since she does not know who he is, and I don't feel it's going to be laborsome to lay everything out because he has accusations from a background dancer and a um, former personal assistant of him just not being right, like him just being morally bankrupt uh he's uh someone who's gone viral he was an american idol finalist he's best friends with taylor swift oh i know exactly who you're talking the about the black now. guy yes yeah i've seen some stuff on him lately yeah they've been laying racism him out racism or yes. something like that colorism, colorism. Or something. Like been, he's just trying to use the white market yeah. to, I mean, that's they, how they put it. They put those no, words. No, I like, mean, they've been laying him no, out. There's no, also been catering the white market to. Mm-hmm. There's also been his. tales of sexual assault and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other oh, stuff. Wow. Oh, yes. The personal he's, assistant came out with that. The personal assistant came out swinging, but people have started <laughs> criticizing him because it's like, he well, stayed. <laughs> right. Why are you still there? His name is Thomas, Thomas McCossick is the personal assistant. And. He basically, his initial tweet said, I was Todrick Hall's personal assistant for years, and I know every detail of his life, including deliberate non-payment to people, racism, sexual assault, sexual harassment, online bullying, exploitation, illegal business practices, the list goes on. P.S. I never signed an NDA. Woo! If you all have time, pull that up. And then this literally kicked off because of a dancer mentioning Mm -hmm. that he, his name is Tom White, mentioning that Todrick did not pay him. And what I have to say about this is someone... As someone that's been living in Los Angeles for five years, I've heard plenties, plenty of stories of Todrick, and they all mirror these people's accounts. Not really the sexual assault thing, but as far as him not paying people and skipping out. Speaking of Halloween, the place that I rent my costumes from, because we, a group of friends and myself, we rent, we typically rent our costumes from this place oh. in Hollywood that, because uh, they have certain pieces and stuff, like the tuxedo jacket that I wore last year was a rental. So they rent to high schools, they rent to sets, they'll rent to, you know, Shondaland. Anyway, they had missing pieces when I, the first time I, <laughs> the from first Tartan? time I went there, it was, <laughs> the woman behind the counter was going in. Cause like ha- he rented it for one of his Disney videos or something like that, and literally just skipped town. Oh no! And so um, maybe that was assistant's job. I don't know. There were dancers <laughs> chiming in on. <laughs> he sounds a little sketchy, girl. That's Hold an on. understatement. <laughs> one of my Keep friends, him over there. One of my friends who's a professional dancer girl. said that <laughs> when he first moved here, he was warned not to work with Todrick because Todrick don't like to pay people. So um, we'll see where that goes. Cause well, that's not QT roaming around. Like that. Well, the thing is, it always comes back to you, yes. and we'll see if uh, 
Todrick will see the fallout from this, or if there will be any. Do you think his core audience will abandon him? No. Over these <laughs> allegations? Absolutely no, it's not. It's only going to make him more famous. His Why core not? audience is Taylor Swift fans. As long mm-hmm. as he still has that, like... Oh, well, there was a video of him reading Taylor that the that the personal assistant dropped online. Oh. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. A he BTS? Was, he was talking crap about Taylor with uh, Tamar Braxton. I mean... Well, she was listening. Uh, let me be clear. Tamar was listening to Taylor. To Todrick rail against Taylor. I feel like that's not going to mean anything. They'll still be at the VMAs. They'll still still be be at the Grammys. They'll still be Kiki and Cut Cut and whatever. Well, yeah. Let's move on. (laughs) He's only going to get more famous if they continue to talk about him like this. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see. Are we ready to move on to the corner? Because I didn't know he was Taylor Swift's friend. Girl, he so didn't now either. he's got like this little, like that he got this little rank, like oh, yeah. okay, you know what I mean? Like this is how the general public is gonna look at him, you know? And my like, nine-year-old people, cousin loves people Taylor are in the Swift. industry, right? Exactly. So Ooh, she's I'm gonna so take sorry. his side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the corner. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. This week's LGBT Corner goes to the AIDS Walk LA. It's an inclusive event that everybody was at. It happened this past Sunday. Except me. Um, I was not there either. I was <laughs> recovering from the weekend that I had. Um, and I think I only participated one time in the past. And I think it was with you. It was mm-hmm. f- four years ago. Same models of pride type thing. Yeah. I organized um, a group. So, yeah, the AIDS Walk happened in L.A. this past Sunday, and it was the 35th anniversary since 1985. The annual event has raised over $88 million for those affected with HIV-AIDS. Um, 10,000 people were there walking and taking to the streets, uh, and, it, and it's helping the APL, APLA Health and AIDS-related charities. Now, according to APLA Health, there is currently 60,000 people living with HIV or AIDS in Los Angeles County. So anything we can do to get closer to a cure, the better. I thought we had one. Girl. Mm. Cancer cure, AIDS cure, no. That's the hot tea. (laughs) I mean, we're curing everything else. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to keep in mind, to Big Pharma, this is a business. Mm -hmm. AIDS and cancer. Yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's where Mm -hmm. I was at this past weekend. So, uh, are we ready to move on to the first topic? Mm -hmm. All right. Topic number one. Um, I saw this clip that went viral. Everybody was talking about it. I think I'm going to play the clip, and then I'm going to introduce my question. So listen up, kitties. Kitty. Meow. Why is that giving you anxiety to say that? Because you last night I was having really bad anxiety and I don't need any more negative energy for you to now say that you're not into me wearing a tight dress. You are my wife and it affects me when pictures are too sexy. You built me up to have, be this like sexy person and confidence and all this stuff. Yeah. And just because you're on a journey and you're on your transformation doesn't mean that I'm in the right, I'm in the same spot with you. So. Okay. All right. So, all right. All right. Cool. Did you recognize those voices? So in case, uh, yeah. You, okay. <laughs> in case you did not recognize those voices, that is Kimberly Noel Kardashian West, who also just celebrated a birthday. 39. And her husband, Kanye Omari West, uh, having a little dispute, keeping up with the Kardashians airs on Sunday nights, and they're in a new season. And right now they're covering what happened in May, which is the Met Gala. And this was uh, the episode that Kim 
got dressed. I don't know if you all remember the photos, but Kim went wet this year. Yeah. It was like the wet look type thing. And she had that on a really the tight corset. Yeah. Because <laughs> he said it was too And, you know, it was like illusion mesh because she was the illusion was basically yeah. her naked. But right. she wasn't naked. Um, so my question to you all is within this example and within this context, have you ever dated someone? I know that we just had a guest on this very show a few weeks ago who expressed that, um, he and his partner weren't on the same page before, you know, some, you know, some, some, some events happened in, in his life. Have you all ever been in a relationship, romantic or friendship where, you or the other person elevates or begins exploring uh, new paths to self-discovery and the other person wants to hold you to that standard as well. I hold my own standards. Meow. Um, I think when it comes to being uh, sexy Mm -hmm. and to have appeal, I think I come from a place of more defining what beauty means to me. And I think beauty is about um, like how you see things, what you say, what you do. Beauty is from within. Um, a lot of women come to think that beauty is something of uh, a physical attribute, which is fine. I think that's something more pretty than beauty. Because mm-hmm. pretty to me is like, you know, Shar, you have something that I like that I find so pretty. Mm-hmm. And you might not even like that about yourself. It's what I find attractive about you. Physical characteristics can be anything, but um, a lot of women come to think that they need to be sexual objects mm, mm-hmm. to define beauty or to have sex appeal. Um, but I set that standard for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there might be moments where in a relationship where I feel like um, <clears throat> I want to win over the guy through my personality and attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a model. I've been, a, you know, so I've come to grow into my body and in my beauty. Mm-hmm. And um, I realize that the power that beauty does have. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I, I, I try to carry it with grace and, um, and just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever had, like I said, in context of like with, with Kim and Kanye, have you ever dated someone who has tried, who you felt has tried to maybe suppress you or dim your star in that? Just like a general example, right? Like some men, you know, uh, like for me as a black woman in particular, some men get on this kick where they're like, I don't like my girl wearing makeup and I like natural hair and Certain things are just sharp. In the hotel, that's going on. No, I'm just saying these things, these type of <laughs> no, tropes exist you. in every community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had someone try to dim you or or mute you or your career aspirations or your look in any way that you've been involved with? How did you handle that if you did? Like in a relationship with a guy? Or yeah, if he's been like, Jocelyn, I don't like when you wear that lip color, for example. Oh, well, I mean, we could take it back to I, I've been an advocate against domestic violence for the reason that um, I was very open about my first boyfriend who was abusive. OK. And in their in that relationship, there was a lot of uh, control. But I felt actually more uh, insecure versus uh, feeling pressured. OK. Uh, I mean, I guess the pressures came more about that I was too skinny and everyone around me was thicker. And 
and he said things to me that were made me feel even worse. Mm -hmm. So, um, control, y yes, about what to wear, um, what where to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. What can I say though? At at that age, I wasn't of strong course. enough. I wasn't wise I enough. I mean, I think even with age, it's like that could happen to anybody at any age. Yeah, well, teenagers are more susceptible to that kind of behavior. Uh -huh. They're from, more like, vulnerable. Mm -hmm. right, yeah, right, right. they're still learning themselves. Right, right now, it's like I carry a you can pray on dignity, you, you can know, pray like on a on a seventeen year old in ways that you cannot exactly, pray on a thirty two year old, exactly, for example. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. There's way more living and experience <laughs> exactly. up under that. Um, Although there's women that still suffer the, Yes, from that. yes. Yeah, I'm not taking yeah, away from yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just saying that typically, typically yeah. it, it for predators, yes, it, it can. It starts young because the more younger you are, typically the more insecure you are, which leads into how vulnerable you can be versus if life has already gotten to you and now you're sitting up here right. making your With way your downtown your and you got bills to pay and it's, <laughs> your priorities have shifted. It's yeah. not all about clutching your composition notebook to your chest and you know plugging in your earbuds it's like yeah. we got real real world problems yeah. yeah so jace what about you um oof oof um so many i mean i could just name a bunch of examples but um a couple come into mind so i am a very um driven person i'm very vocal and i'm very visible and so there's been a lot of situations that I've been in where I have been quote unquote too visible or I know too many people or I, it's, it's always like something like control, like you said earlier, where they're trying to control me and I'm not anyone to be controlled. Mm -hmm. um, I think once people realize that it kind of, kind of derails the relationship and kind of, uh, I guess makes them feel less than, but I'm not here to make anybody feel less than I'm here to like be myself and let you be yourself as well. And so I think a lot of times, uh, you know, I have a mouth on me, uh, and not like an aggressive mouth, but like I cuss a lot. I, um, I say what I say. And if I change my mind a minute later, I'll change it again. But I think a lot of times that has been a threat to people and that's just me being me. And then people have wanted me to be like, you know, cookie cutter. Like this is what, a boyfriend is supposed to look like how this boyfriend is supposed to act and i don't act that way all the time you know i'm kind of ratchet and so <laughs> oh, <she's> ratchet. <laughs> yeah and so it's just like I, and oh. I and i don't care like i'm not really like taking note about people's perception of me or opinion of me and so i think because of that i have done things that people are thrown off by mm -hmm. um not to say i don't have cooth but you know, I, I just, I am what I am and I really don't care what environment I am to say something or, you know, introduce a conversation or, you know, whatever. And so, right. And so <laughs> I think that has kind of been like the different, like when I hear, you know, Kanye West, which is very bizarre because Kim Kardashian's entire, I'm saying her, not her entire career, but majority of her career has been based on, you know, her owning her sexuality. Um, I think it's fair to say her entire. Yeah. Because yeah. just within the past couple of years has she started to make a shift in her career but she's still very much sexy like she has her nose right. in the law books but you also gonna get this bikini picture true 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 yeah so i don't know where that came from i, I think it was a so very double standard though well for kanye's critique of her 
I mean, that whole topic, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's weird. Because you can walk, w- women can walk and chew gum at the same time. Mm-hmm. I can get this bikini pick off and I can also free someone, assist in freeing Look someone Megan up out of jail. Yes, Megan is studying at Texas Southern University and she's also has the best knees known to man mm-hmm. rapping in these concerts. So um, for me personally, the first thing that came to mind is most romantic situations I've been in, I have been... Um, almost made to feel guilty because I work too much. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> That's been my main thing. I, there's been guys, I can always Lost tell lady. by the way that they frame it. Like there was someone that just reached out to me. I had to curse him smooth oh. the hell out though. Oh my God, I'm going to have to tell you when we wrap. But uh, <laughs> he reached out to me. No, because it was just a huge trigger. It was just, <laughs> I went through something crazy. But anyway, um, the way that he worded it, like what, what what have you been up to? And I'm like, oh, you know, nothing much. I got this going on, this going on. And he, the way he worded it like, oh yeah, you know, being a strong black woman you're you're always so oh. good at that and i'm like what in a microaggression yeah, yeah 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 he was trying to definitely trying to gaslight me and incite an argument but i was not going for that because i saw right through him but um mostly that I, I i think it's fair for me to say based on my own personal experience that has been the biggest complaint or the biggest um not even complaint like when guys try to just when i feel like men try to slow me down it's the way that they work. Like I said, well, like I was mentioning earlier, it's something about tone, approach, impact. Make my cookies, cook my dinner, be it's a something, nice, humble housewife. It's like you're trying to dim, dim my light. And I always pull back and make sure that I'm not projecting this on to these type of requests because I feel like my priorities are in check. And I'm also very open to uh, conversations surrounding my priorities. Like if someone that I'm dating has a critique and does not feel prioritized, I'm all ears for that. However... When when I can't do what I normally do, um, I don't. I, I just side eye. Compromise for what? As what the kids said, like <laughs> I, I I'm like no. Me? For what? For what? Yeah. But honestly, okay. shot do you like the fact that they're yearning for you, though? I think to me, I, I find that, that like, that, oh, they just want you. I they think want that that's an aspect. I think time. I think I do. I do like being needed. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate being needed because <laughs> that's but, how I see but it. But yeah. I I like it across the board. I but like when it being a problem. I like being needed in the workplace. I like mm-hmm. being needed in int- in intimate uh, settings as well. Uh-huh. However, what we're not about to do is put a totally time. uproot my life and what I consider normal to sit around like I get stir crazy so I have to carve out time if you want to Netflix and chill like because mm. I get stir crazy I there's no part of me and there's never been a man that I've met that has made me just want to lay up all day mm. I got things to, to do, do. <laughs> yeah even yeah, if we just get up and go to lunch like yeah, I I've never been enticed in that way and some people that's their MO they yeah. enjoy laying up they enjoy, like I'm they like uh, the view is on I got to get my yeah. political footnotes like there's all for me but I've also been single for a very long time so i am like rooted in my specific routines mm. but that has been my my kim kanye moment like and that's you work fine too much. but you just have to find someone who like appreciates that and like obviously there is a balance with everything yeah. there's a balance with everything oh yeah um but someone who could appreciate or just works just as hard as you yeah so we which, all which is we, another thing i have yet to come across and that's no shade Ooh. <laughs> um but yeah like just find someone who could because i i I remember because I've been freelance everything since I graduated college and I've tried to date people who work the nine to five and typically it doesn't work 
because they don't get it. They don't get it because I have to go to an event that starts at six thirty okay, on a Wednesday. Four thirty. Uh, yeah, because until four thirty, and so I'm not going to get home till ten o'clock. So I can't watch Grey's Anatomy with you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I'm booked and I'm busy, and so that has. And been... I'm not missing out on this five hundred dollar paycheck. Okay. For this panel or whatever that right. I'm, like I'm not... in New York, so I'll yeah. be gone for three days, and so yeah. it's like stuff like that has got, definitely been a hindrance in my relationships, and I've just kind of had to find that like you just have to find someone who appreciates that and has a balance with that. So. Of course. And hopefully Kim, it's all and, about control. Kim and Kanye will be fine. But I thought that that was an interesting because a lot of people, again, from what I saw online, there was a lot of varying opinions about uh, the Kim and Kanye thing as well. Because varying. Listen, varying because different people have come have different experiences that they're bringing to the table and different people have different wants and needs. So I saw some team Kanye's and I saw some team Kim's um, on social media for sure. Are we ready to move on? We are. All right. Topic two. So, my topic, I was kind of hesitant to even bring up because I think the conversation is so, and I tweeted it, stale. Um, Y'all need some lip gloss. Y'all ain't tired about talking about the same thing. Crisco oil. So, this week, I don't know if you caught it, um, but um, almost at Tyrese, Tank was on a podcast interview basically saying that, um, I saw the clip initially before I kind of took off, um, but I have a clip of it right now. Oh, give me a second. It's 320. Okay. And he was on the Lip Service podcast, gotcha. ironically hosted by Angela Yee. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wait, an ad's going to play. you just going to have to work through this. Yeah, I'll edit it. And post. <laughs> have you seen it? No. Or heard it? No. Okay. Let me fast forward because it starts at the 320 mark. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Three. Sorry, I'm fucking up. some comments that Tank made when he was on lip service. And by the way, I just want to say Tank is a great conversationalist. I like him as a person. And so here's what the conversation was about. I definitely had a guy say to me before, like, but I don't lie to you. I've only lied to you a couple times about women. I hear what he's saying. We he's know. not a liar. He just lied twice. Doesn't that make you a liar? No, because I've done construction <laughs> a couple times. But I'm not a construction. <laughs> so let's say a guy sucked a d- one time. Jesus Christ. Does that mean that? <laughs> what does that mean? He sucked a d- once, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Let you know me try it again. Let me try it mm-hmm. again. And then he says, you know what? It's not for me. Don't like the taste. But it doesn't mean he's gay. All right. So- okay. <laughs> so first of all, I didn't. I actually did not hear the first part of the conversation. I thought they were talking about that topic but that was a derivative of what someone else said mm-hmm. um just a little side comment but um so yeah my topic is kind of like thoughts on that i know where i stand i feel like it's very logical where i stand but i have seen a lot of conversation across social media i mean one thing i will say is that all of the media uh a lot of them kind of made it seem like tank was saying if you suck dick you're not gay and that's not what he said he said if you oh, try it and always, you don't like it people are always looking to uh sensationalize something like right, that right 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 and so um i kind of wanted to get feedback um from you two ladies and kind of what your personal experience because i know where i stand um for me it's just like if it's the other way around if you identify actually fuck all that who cares who 
cares? You could you could suck two dicks. You could t- suck two hundred dicks. And if you say I don't want to do this no more, then whatever. That's fine. That's your life. Like I don't know what this infatuation with people's sexuality is. Um, because I think it's human nature to categorize things, and people need a box. Alone. People need a leave box to place me you in. Alone. Um, personally, I this was something again. I saw both sides. Um, I know that throughout the years I've had to work through. I wasn't even privy to internal some of the internalized homophobia uh that i once once carried until it was brought to my attention i was called in right i wasn't called out (laughs) but some of my gay male friends pulled me to the side and was like what you're saying is not okay and it wasn't until then um especially some of my discussion and commentary around bisexual men versus straight men um but what i will say is I've seen both sides in that I've seen people say, if I eat in it two Impossible Burgers, am I now vegan? And the best example <laughs> that I saw, the best example that I saw is we know, I, correct me if I'm wrong with this term, Jace, but there's something called like a golden or a five-star gay. When, when golden it, star gay. Golden star. Gold star gay. Gold star gay, yeah. meaning that you've never had interactions with women. Mm-hmm. But there are gay men who have had sexual relations with women. Plenty. So if, they're tons. So if you flip the script, if a gay man is exploring his sexuality in high school, for example, like most of us do, and he has a girlfriend or not even that, let's just say he sleeps with a girl twice and ultimately ultimately (laughs) determines that it is not for him, ultimately determines, you know what, maybe I am gay. I was just testing this out to make sure, weigh my options. I think I am gay. This isn't for me. Is he now straight? No one can, no one wants to argue that. It's another argument that goes into how women have license, which, we, which we've talked about on this show a million mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. Women have license to explore their sexual identity in any facet, and they, are st- they still get to self-identify how they choose to. Um, but on the other side of that argument, there are people that have been like, well, if I kill two people, does that not make me a murderer? If I murder two people, I'm still a murderer, right? I'm still, a, you know, like if mm-hmm. I rob two banks, I'm still a a, a, a burglar, a right? A thief, right? So um, the way that I see it, and I always hate when these conversations pop up online, when, when it pertains to sexual fluidity in men, because women can say they're pan. You know, we've talked about Janelle Monae on this mm-hmm. show. We've talked about Kalani on this show. And the, the conversation has been... Uh, the, co- the questions are minimal. The questions are minimal, and so is the conversation. Yeah. Like, the salaciousness is the, the identification attached to the celebrity, mm-hmm. and it's talked about for a day. But when it comes to men, in particular black men, or just men in – I'd say men in men, general. Yeah. Um, well, men of color. This, this just gets so, like you said, stale, mm-hmm. redundant. Mm-hmm. Y'all need some lip gloss. Y'all ain't tired of talking about the same stuff. Sexuality is on a spectrum. Sexuality is fluid, and what, it, what kills me is that everybody acts like they get it. Everybody acts like they're they get it until they're called to the carpet. Mm-hmm. And then it's like every all of the discourse that y'all got from Twitter University and YouTube University and whatever the hell else goes out of the window. All rational logic goes out of the window because you are so committed to being a jackass and being yeah. stupid around this. I think <laughs> I think that's why there's a lot of hate going on in our world. Um, a lot of people don't know how to handle people being classified mm-hmm. um, the way that we tend to do that as people. But I think it's the way I would like to judge the person is through their moral system of belief. Ashe. You know what I mean? It's not about your sexual um, 
objectification mm -hmm. or, uh, or your preference, whatever. I, I want to know what your morals are first. Be a decent human being. Be a decent <laughs> human being. Be civilized and be does kind. Someone's, does someone's sexual history, um, does that factor Tell into me. you dating them, being determining anything like that? And same for honest. you, Jace. I, I think Ooh, I, no. I, it's a conversation piece. Mm -hmm. To okay. me, when it comes to sex... It's a conversation. I want to know what you like. Mm -hmm. I want to share what I like. How far can I go? What are Ooh. the secret words? You know, that's how you conversate. <laughs> What's the safe word? You know, it's the safe word. You know, like, these are things that you conversate about. Yeah. You don't judge them yeah. just based off of that one word or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, a moral system of belief. Share that with me. Then I can, like, you know judge you by that and still my judgments are typically i want to place good judgment upon you yes before I do. if i'm dating if you I, absolutely yes yeah. before anything um but yeah you know I I, i've yet to i've yet to date a man who's been with another man though so really well yeah. that you know that i know <laughs> right i know what these people um i also have tank's response queued up if you want to yeah play go ahead that before play it we weigh play in. that shit Make sure you go watch Lip Service. My interview on Lip Service, Angela Yee and the girls. I said what I said. <laughs> Y'all so goddamn homophobic. You got to watch the whole clip in, in any event. It's just homophobia is real. Let me just tell you that. It's just as real as racism, classism, all of these things, and just as damaging. And it plagues our community the worst. Um, that's, you know, you, you, this, can't be, this can't be used as a negative. You can't use a human being's existence as a negative. Mm -hmm. we're going through enough shit you know what I'm saying we're going through enough like you don't do that like I get it you want to call me gay whatever I, I don't have to defend that to you or to anybody you don't have that power over me but um, let's get back to positivity man in any event October 25th this album is coming out all uh, right, all right, all right, all right. Come on, we're, drop. We're, congratulations on the new song, Tank. We're all going to buy it. Shout out to Nene Leakes. That's something she said to Kim Zolciak, season two of Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> Don't be sorry for the party. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> we're we're all going to buy it. You know it resurfaced yeah. as a Twitter meme. But go. Mm -hmm. what say you, Jace? Um, so for me, I, I, when I saw it, I didn't expect it to go as far as it did. And like I said, like I don't care. Like, if someone could, someone could suck two dicks, someone could suck a million dicks, someone could eat an ass, like, lick a vagina, like, I, someone's sexual, because you asked a question um, earlier about someone's sexual history, that I really don't care about either, like, even with, like, body count. Like, people are like, oh, how many people? Oh, God. Child, I don't know. What is this, I've sophomore been, year chemistry class? I've been dipping and doing for over a decade, so I don't know. Um, but, like, I think, but that is an issue with some people, and, I, and specifically, who, who those people are that you have been with. Um. But for me, when it comes to sex, like when it comes to some dating somebody or whoever identifying, uh, you've lived umpteen years before you met me. And so I'm going to judge you on, like you said, character, morality, mm -hmm. and make me laugh. Like, let's have fun. Like, I'm not here to sit here and critique like the last like three decades of your life. Right. And like, and I think like, that's uh, important to note because what my biggest takeaway was what Jasmine said about how it needs to be a conversation piece. Absolutely. And I Talk think that even at 31, I am not ashamed to say that I'm just now kind of stepping in and embracing um, 
the conversation piece aspect of people because it's like look if we're having this conversation that means that it is a meeting of two superpowers and that I'm clearly interested in you mm-hmm. and you are clearly interested in me mm-hmm. and what I'm not about to do is jeopardize or throw out something that could be beautiful because you know you have something in your sexual history that I don't subscribe to unless it's something now listen I do have my lines if you into scat and stuff like oh, that no, 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 you. then you know there's certain <laughs> fetishes that I should say that I'm kind of like that I'm still very much conservative you know Baptist woman yeah. from the <laughs> south side of Chicago but um, as yeah. far as sexual fluidity um, it's like you know you got to talk about it and you got to be about it in every sense oh. and I think it goes back to like I like we were talking about earlier the larger conversation of how women are always given license to yeah. explore and to say they kissed a girl in in college we were just talking about this with um insecure season one remember molly's yeah. guy because yeah. molly was like she uh, had performed all sex on a woman before and he was like well i tried it with the guy mm-hmm. and i didn't like it and she flipped mm-hmm. out and broke up with him and broke up with and lost it. and he was such i would take him he's such a good man <laughs> um at least from yeah. what we saw and so I think that we need to, this subscribes and this fuels, uh, this goes into par- patriarchy, toxic masculinity. And it also shows, I hope that women out there step back and examine the ways in which they are contributing to toxic masculinity and patriarchy. Because on one hand, us as women, we're always trying to smash the patriarchy. We always talking about the, the, uh, the deplorable side effects of toxic masculinity step back sis and look at how you might be contributing to it where you're not creating safe spaces to have these conversation pieces with your partners and that's where the DL people in 2019 that's not necessary well I and you know what I did see you know everybody has a problem with DL men but then y'all got a problem with bi men y'all got a problem with 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 uh with pan men you have a problem with men who openly profess their love for trans like what is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic <laughs> it's everything you want them to be DL As or you Tank don't said, let's bring it back to positivity so yeah, and I'm so tired of the the discussion surrounding this, and I'm going to save the conversation regarding the uh, the menstrual product packaging. I'm going to save that for a later episode because we do have some trans men uh, peppered in scheduling later on um, this month. Well, in November, December. So I'm going to save that discussion. But uh, there's just been an influx, of course. It seems like every week, um, you know, we're confronted with transphobia or homophobia in some some type of manifestation so Mm -hmm. thanks for bringing that topic up i think that our listeners our key listeners already get it but i hope that they're playing this in the car for mom or auntie or someone (laughs) for them to get because i mean rupaul drag race so i mean they're really paving the way for all these drag queens transgenders uh, yeah like all the roles well the trans people that are on on rupaul because they're peppered in there the the cast is you guys are finally getting a voice yeah um, and there's pose and i I don't think we need any more Mm -hmm. considering that you guys are just getting in mainstream Mm -hmm. exactly right you know what i mean so like visibility exactly well the visibility Um, i don't think of i don't think the visibility can culture can um Personally, I don't think it can ever be oversaturated because there's not one person that represents all people. So the more um, people that are visible, the better so that people can have more people to reference. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think she's saying like more like the negativity out there. Like it's, we're like making moves. Oh, the conversation is broadening. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. We're going to move on and have a quick conversation with our guest of honor and then 
we will be doing the KAT kudos and heading out. So, Jasleen, welcome to the show. Oh, the show just started. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you just started. Oh, Your segment. Girl. Yes. Yay. Yeah, we just been BSing this whole time. Girl. So, oh, I was like, um, this is my interview. Yes. I'm going to talk about it. You're going to learn you. So, walk <laughs> us through. I know that you're, like a, uh, you're from Chicago, like I read earlier, and you've been this model, this businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Um, walk us. Specifically, let's start from top model, right? What did it feel like when it was the night that Tyra flipped your picture over and revealed you to be the winner? Um, so that night, actually, I remember very vividly. Um, they put me up in a fancy hotel, and I had Ooh. my own little suite. And I just remember filling up the tub. Mm. I filled it up mm. with some really hot water. And I just remember laying there. And I laid there, and then there's a mirror. And I just stood up on the tub, and I was just looking at myself on that mirror. Yes. Like, this is before I, or after? This is after. Okay. This yes. is like the night, mm-hmm. the actual night. I'm like, I'm standing as like America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been revealed to the world yet. And it has not been revealed <laughs> oh, to the world. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I also was thinking about the girls that got kicked out or something. Uh, there was drama at the hotels from the girls that got eliminated. Oh, so I was just, there was a lot going on that night. But, um, yeah, that hot tub moment was very um, just... The peace, mm-hmm. the calm, I remember, the silence, mm. and just the moment. Now, did you have your phone with you? Were you able to tell anyone? Or n- No, we were so secluded. Wow. I mean, no one can see us. Did you we cry? Can... Oh, yeah. It was very emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, this question may be a little controversial, and you can answer however you choose to. Um, do you feel, because I feel like as a viewer – and as people who have competed on the show, do you feel that Tyra fully supported you once you were crowned <laughs> America's Next Top Model? I knew this question was coming. I um, mean, because you, you see the examples with, you know, Joanna <laughs> yeah. and Adrian Curry, you know, and oh, Adrian's been very vocal yeah, uh, recently about uh, her experience. But I have to ask you, because we've talked to Isis King before, mm-hmm. who made history as the first trans woman, mm-hmm. um, but you specifically as a winner, Mm-hmm. What do you feel that you were supported once you or were you just thrown out into the cold hard world? The thing is, at that age, how old were you? I was uh, twenty. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, I was twenty years old. Twenty-one the month that they announced on TV. Okay. So I just turned. Um, at that age, you think I am gonna sit back and wonder if Tyra's supporting me? After winning, I am so grateful. Yeah. My life switched overnight Mm -hmm. and i had this whirlwind of success that opened so many doors i'm living the dream i went in for a career got the career and living it Mm -hmm. you think i'm gonna sit here and say that she didn't support me she did enough by believing in me she Mm -hmm. believed in in me enough to have me on her show to crown me the winner that to me is support Mm -hmm. and have you on her her show for the second time because you went on twice yeah um well, I went on the first time to talk about domestic violence, and I was a representative, the ambassador for Lot 29, a campaign, and um, fiercely awards that she had. But um, I even brought her a frame, and yeah, 
uh, a piece of art for her as a gift. Like, I really don't have anything bad to say because I'm, I honor Tyra. Mm-hmm. Tyra was always in my collages growing up mm-hmm. as when I would do my supermodel collages. And still to this day, she's so... Uh, she's a, a business model, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing is that modeling is a business and as a model, you are your own business and that's why I still look up to her. Now, if I had this sense of like, she owes me this, she owes me that, that is so wrong because look at this, guys. And this is what people need to understand is that all these all these shows like American Idol or X Factor, they don't have one singular main judge. Mm-hmm. America's Next Top Model, that was her show. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, the show was about Tyra, not about anyone else. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we both were like, ring that bell. So that's Jasmine what, rang that's the what, bell, y'all. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. It's like, that's she's not going to let other winners surpass her reputation. And I, and again, I honor that. You honor yeah. that, yeah. I, I know she's more superior than me. However, I also know the platform that I stand. And for that reason, I just utilize that. And no one that, can take it away no from you. no one can take that away mm-hmm. from Do you all still keep in contact uh, today? Um, no, okay. uh, we, I have not spoken to her in a long time. Yeah. So maybe if you w- want to say that, you know, I mean, if, well, if anyone me, cares about that, I don't want to, like, I, I don't, don't want to turn this into like the Tyra yeah. show, but I do want to ask because this just piqued my interest. So when did communication stop after you won? <laughs> um, because I've heard varying things about that as well. It, it happened shortly after maybe like about three years. After. Okay. Um, three years is a long time still though. And the thing is, we had very little to to none, uh, very little conversations. Um, she called me once after I had I won. I was in Puerto Rico, just waiting for time to pass. She called me personally, and then obviously her producers for the show. And then the thing is, I reached out to do because I was doing a, uh, was writing a book, mm. and I reached Ooh. out to um, the contacts that I had, and no one reached back out. Gotcha. So, so that's when I was just like, okay, so I, I think all ties are yeah, yeah. it's However, time to move on ken mock has reached out and ken mock is the ep ex- right executive producer yes, of the yes, show of yeah. the show um and they he's been very nice that's good um you know giving me opportunities and things like that so not herself right so when you because uh, i think that when i first met you you had just come back stateside when i met you mm-hmm. at wciu the u yeah um what was it like traveling overseas and not having and having people just being in a in a constant environment of people like for example like culturally english isn't their first language and like the food walk me through that yeah Yeah, um it's wonderful i mean i have such a diverse concept of beauty now because of these experiences Mm -hmm. culturally the women are defined so differently beauty is defined so differently women are actually very uh, international uh in the Middle East, you know, as you know, they're subordinate. Uh, mm-hmm. They're put in a subordinate position. Um, fair skin is... Uh, Girl, is, that's is, everywhere. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's ranked higher, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I think that everything that I learned in America, I couldn't really bring to these places. I just simply had to um, surrender to that experience and then create a whole new awareness because that's how culturally the the culture shock was very real especially in india 
you mm. have dirt roads still there you have an old world you have a lot of poverty there mm -hmm. and i wasn't sure if i could even stand a week there but again once i humbled myself to the experience doors people were super super nice to me and again you don't have reality tv stars coming you know mm -hmm. internationally so they were really taking care of me but what i wanted was to experience the people the culture yeah and one of the best things that i did was become friends with the locals like with the djs primarily <laughs> okay <laughs> we know? don't wait in lines yeah, you know? uh -huh. i would go because they knew like the hot spots and i yeah. would end up going out to like the best restaurants they knew what was yeah hot, you yeah know? the scene the scene mm -hmm. exactly so that was like my little thing like when i went out i wanted to know the dj like get with the dj <laughs> she's with the dj you know okay on a mission but, um <clears throat> i think that uh and you know these markets they have fashion Mm. Yeah, well, of they, course. They have the fashion magazines that America has. issues like you know Vogue India or. And you were received the, with open arms in the fashion so industry over many there, right? Open arms. Yeah, I was treated like very, very nicely. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times, um, I know for me, sometimes like I feel an, I guess an overwhelming, not overwhelming, but more of a weight because of what I look like to represent an entire community. It's like you being like a very proud Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. Like, did you feel with competition, even like the way you navigate life now, like, do you feel like you have an obligation to represent like your country or your. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time I wake up or every time I think about what was the reason why I started is because I remember sitting on the couch with my mother saying I wanted to be the first Latina to win America's Next Top Model. So mm -hmm. modeling is really, and I've always said this, modeling is my sport, but my heritage is what defines me. You know, yeah. like I'm so proud to come from culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's... It, I can't hide it. I I could feel it in my fire. I could feel it in my blood. Mm -hmm. I could feel it in everything that I do. I touch. However, uh, the mastery that I've been able to develop in my modeling career has helped me bring, mm -hmm. you know, that culture vibe. You know, now I feel like, you know, there's a lot of prototypes out there. There's a lot of different mm -hmm. yeah, so Latino I models out there, I feel like. So that's what I wanted to ask, uh, just to follow up Jace's question. Um, in what ways do you think, do you think modeling has changed for the better? Or do you think that things have become a little bit... Instagram-y? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the way to put it. I love the word. It's not as, I feel like modeling in 2019 is not nearly as revered as it was 20 years ago, for example, mm -hmm. because of things like social media where people are becoming hyper-visible themselves, you know, and, and people are... The entry has changed a lot. When you have uh, people that are like fast fashion brands, right? Like there's a model, I was just looking at her Instagram, who's like the face of Fashion Nova, this black girl who is like literally the face of Fashion Nova. Um, just the way that she's built, everything structured, would not have flown. She wouldn't have gotten casted on Top Model, like at all. Right, right, right. So do you, what, what are your thoughts on the state of the modeling industry today? It's crazy. 
crazy. It's it's phenomenal, and I feel like America's Next Top Model had a very big part of revolutionizing that, mm. you know, mm-hmm. because of always trying to put someone that represents someone else, right? The thing is that the fashion world needs all shapes and sizes, so I'm not against it. You know, the modern day model has should have the ability to make anything work. She evolves publicly, so yes, for like Instagram, but she's also force that champions the road of rejection. To me, that is what a real model is because if any real model will tell you, yes, 80% of our time is changing clothes, but a lot of that other 20% is a rejection. You know, there's a lot of audition. There's a role that is very yeah. less traveled or even talked about. Um, now, this is very easy. This is just Instagram posts. You can Photoshop it. You can tweak this. You can yeah. tweak that. Mm-hmm. But the real model has to walk into an audition room with a portfolio right. and really uh, represent what that brand is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but <clears throat> the modern day model, hey, that's it, it is what it is, you know. Um, they're, the Instagram models are taking model bag uh, mo- uh, money bags to the bank. They are. They are. Mm-hmm. There's 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 no perfect way of of being a model yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's different sta- the standards. However, the standards do still stick with high fashion. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's still the commercial market and there's still the high-end fashion market. Yeah. Now, can you appeal to these two? Like the commercial market, yes, it's more like you can be in a JCPenney catalog. Yes, you know, a little more sex appeal. Um, you're 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 more culturally and uh, vis- uh, mm-hmm. you define more culturally mm-hmm. or demographic wise. And then you know the high fashion, you're more ambiguous. You have less sex appeal and things mm-hmm. like that. Now designers love the tall slender beautiful girl but you know don't be sad because again you could either work as a commercial market right the commercial market or instagram model so Mm -hmm. now we have those we still have those options right now producers clients they're the ones that are in charge of reproducing culture through femininity class lines you know uh through race lines Mm -hmm. you know like those are the ones that are in charge of making the models mm-hmm. the the representatives so um thankfully a lot of them have been just open to using those social platforms mm-hmm. i mean you got to you can't sit yeah. around my cousin waiting. was just in w magazine and they found him on instagram brinkley's <laughs> oh, yeah, in vogue i saw that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i saw that well it's a it's a it's a new and Tyra's f- even said she's found girls on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Like, didn't she find Winnie Harlow on Instagram? Yes. yes yeah. Yes, so yes, yeah. you just never know. Keep them Instagrams tight. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be a model. So what can we expect for you for from you here moving forward? As a like, what are you woman. currently working on? I know mm-hmm. that you have your your hand in like some um like I mentioned some causes like some yeah. domestic things domestic abuse things. But what can we expect from Jasmine? Well, I don't know if you know, but um. I run my own business called Onset with Jocelyn, which is an empowerment course aimed to promote inner beauty while offering the professional experience of a hands-on photo shoot. So Mm. it's a youth-led empowerment course that I started in high schools, and I've went on to actually help aspiring models through the course. However, it's still being called back into high schools. So the curriculum is super comprehensive where we aim to develop and nurture again in the areas of modeling and personal development now self-esteem is a very big issue in high schools and this curriculum helps you discover how truly beautiful you are by rebuilding beauty from within we have writing and speaking standards in this curriculum we um, explore topics that revolves around that will help transform and refine 
uh, your knowledge on the topic of mm -hmm. beauty, um, which is something that uh, I want these kids to know about, uh, confidence, how, what self-esteem is, and how people are affected by it. Um, based on a lot of research that I've done, which is why I'm like still so passionate about doing it in high schools, is the more I go in, in mm -hmm. depth into the research of self-esteem and yeah. depression, high school kids are suffering. Especially in these days with social oh, media and everything at the palm of your hand. So this is why I feel I'm, I'm, I'm almost finding my greater purpose. Yeah. It's not even about modeling anymore. Um, or at least I'm defining beauty in a different mm -hmm. way and representing it in a different way because now I see um, that I can use my blessed career and filter all what I know into the, the minds of these kids yep. in a way that is knowledgeable, in a way that is going to help them create a positive experience for them. And in a way that they care, mm -hmm. honestly, yes. because yeah. it's coming from you. Yes. It's different if, if Miss Walker in, in room 8B is telling me it versus right. Right. Jocelyn Gonzalez. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think... That, that's great. Where can we find more information about that? Yeah, you can go to www.oswg. I mean, oswj.org. So it's on set with Jocelyn. I need to take that course. Um, Got you. And we'll include, <laughs> we'll include the link in our description yeah, box yeah, yeah. for yeah, this yeah. week's show. On set with Jocelyn on Instagram. You can see all the Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. I always think it's like so fascinating and admirable that people are able to take, you know, this one experience that you had on a show with Tyra Banks and turn that, your name and your like it's visibility into something that's such greater than mm -hmm. walking a runway. Because you won over a decade ago, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And look at mm -hmm. you still here, girl. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. look great, saw, too. I have a billboard in uh, G Dallas Galleria from oh, a shoot. Nice. Yeah, oh. It's a campaign that d I didn't realize how long it was going to go for. I did shoot a long, it was a long shoot day, but they've been using that. So I'm just like, I, honestly, I just had a moment like, wow. Yeah. I am still doing it yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. because uh, my, my mind is really revolved around this cause you yeah know? And depression is linked to girls who are on social media who have at least a higher um time on social media so there's a lot of self-scrutiny here yeah um but i'm grateful for the experiences that my modeling career has brought me to this day and, and the I visibility and yeah good yeah. for you i like you oh thank you <laughs> this is my first time meeting her so oh. <laughs> Usually I'm I'm pretty privy, but like I uh, I enjoy you. I like you. I like you. <laughs> well, Jocelyn, we want to thank you so much for joining us thank this you. episode of Kiss and Tell. And when we are back, KAT kudos. Stick around, guys. All right, time for the Kiss and Tell kudos. So this week's Kiss and Tell kudos goes to Ronan Farrow who happens to be gay, but that's irrelevant. Whoa. Um, well, I, I wanted to keep it in the wheelhouse of LGBT <laughs> and of queer, but Ronan is a, is a journalist, a lawyer, and former government advisor. He's also the son of actress Mia Farrow and Woody Allen. But he just released a new book that is shaking Hollywood to the core. It's titled Catch and Kill, and he got the title inspiration from tabloids because it's a common practice to, let's say, for example, something happened... Uh, let's just say, for example, something happened with me and someone in Hollywood maybe sexually assaulting me. The National Enquirer or any tabloid is going to catch the story, buy all the rights, pay me off, buy all the, I can't, you know, make me yeah. sign a document where I can't tell the Talk. story, and they kill it. They buy your silence. They, liter they buy, literally, yeah. and it's called Catch and Kill is a Common Practice. Well, anyway, in his new book, it's a dramatic account of violence and espionage. He's a Pulitzer Prince. 
Pulitzer Prize winning investigative reporter. And he exposes serial abusers and a cabal of powerful interests hell bent on covering up the truth at any cost. In 2017, a routine network television investigation led by Ronan Farrow to a story only whispered about. One of Hollywood's most powerful producers was a predator. We all know, right? Mm-hmm. We all know Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, right. Um, was a predator protected by fear, wealth, and conspiracy of, what does that say, negligence? That, that word? Right. I, think, I was say, I think I, <laughs> I messed that word right. up. But anyway, yes, I have not gotten the book yet, but I'm looking forward to cracking it open because he's been at war with NBC lately. Uh, it's got, you know, the Matt Lahr stuff that has resurfaced and he's just, he's prolific. Whenever he drops a, a write-up, an article, anything, I'm at, on the edge of my seat because Ronan does not play around and he is textbook definition of journalist. He, everything is, he combs through everything with the finest tooth comb. Yeah. And so, yes, KT, kudos to him. Um, again, Jasleen, thank you for joining us oh, this thank week. thank you guys so much for you having me. You were so me. much fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure. Tell everyone like where they can you. find you on social. You can find me at Jasleen Gonzalez, Twitter, Instagram, uh, I'm going to follow you. All of them. Your love. Your love. And you can find Jace everywhere at Jace Barron. Woo-hoo. You can find me everywhere at Char Says So. And until next week, I love us for real. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.